welcome back to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. As some of you may know, this whole podcast thing, this is a part of my journey, my growth, my evolution, and I'm sharing it with you because I feel like many of us are on a similar path. Part of this whole thing in terms of growth and evolution is having the courage to be curious and ask questions of yourself and others, your belief system, your value system, your thoughts, why you think the way that you do. And for me, it's also looking at the world in which we live in and asking questions, having the courage to speak up when that may not be the popular or the hip thing to do. So that's what I'm going to do in this episode, and hopefully it inspires you to do the same. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. I am so glad you're here. And on today's episode, I have a guest, Hannah Burlbaugh. Hannah is just this badass chick. I stumbled upon her on Instagram and was just fascinated with her. I sound like a total fangirl and that's totally okay. She and her family will go off and go hunt for their food. And I realize that that may sound a little odd considering that I am vegetarian, but I still think that's pretty impressive. Like they don't go to the grocery store for their meat. They go hunt it. I'm not a fan of hunting for sport. So if you're going to hunt and you have to eat meat, then I am supportive, I guess. But seriously, that was one of the things I remember just being kind of in awe of like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. And then as I got to know her, I learned that she homeschooled her kids and she had three. And then, um, she recently had their fourth child six months ago and that whole homeschooling lifestyle was, it was very interesting to me. I had always thought, you know, if I had kids, my kid would go to public school just like I did. And March, 2020 happens. And then the rest of 2020 happens. And a lot of the schools are closed. So you have a lot of parents homeschooling their kids when they never expected to have to do that. And then once the schools reopened, you had a lot of parents choose to still homeschool their kids. And I actually had a guest on this podcast last year, Katie Dowdy, she was a teacher. And once everything opened up, she still chose to homeschool her kids. And for me, there are a number of reasons why I'm now contemplating this. My son will be scheduled to, or is scheduled to start school in the fall. And I'm not sure that I feel comfortable with him going to public school. And again, I went to public school. It was fine. That's the path that I I thought I would go down. But in being a parent and just kind of the way I'm approaching my life now, it's really looking at and asking, does this feel right for me? Does this feel right for our family? Does this feel in alignment with the kind of life that I want my son to have. And just because something has always been done a certain way doesn't mean that it's the way we have to continue doing something. And I feel like my perspective on certain things has changed significantly in the past three years. And then it's also changed just because I'm a mother. And even with my parenting style, I I don't parent my son the way I was parented and I want to be very intentional with the decisions that I make regarding him and where he goes to school, where he's spending the majority of his days that, that matters to me. So I didn't know where to start. I have a lot of questions. I don't even know if I have all the questions that I should have, but 
I knew that Hannah was a great resource and she is so open and willing to have conversations with people about homeschooling their kids. And so I thought, what better place to start than with her? So if this is something that has been on your mind, if you have a child that hasn't yet started school, or if you have a kid in school and you're wondering if you want to continue down that path, or you want to look into homeschool as an option, then this episode is for you. So as I said earlier, I'm so, so excited to actually see you kind of like face to face, not through, not through Instagram. And I just, you honestly, Hannah, like inspire me in so, so oh. many ways. I feel so blessed to have connected with you. And it's so funny because living in Montana, there are all these like survival magazines and stuff like in, in the stores. Yes. And every time <laughs> I see them, I think of you because I'm like, if I know any person that's remotely like these women that could do all of this, it's you. Well, so. I'll be honest, I don't know if I could do it in Montana. You guys have quite a bit of weather. I don't know if I could do that, but I'd sure try. <laughs> it's actually not as bad as I thought, but I feel like with my commentary, you are probably the most unique person that I've had on just in terms oh. of everything that you were able to do. So I would love to turn it over to you for a few minutes, just to tell everybody like, who is this amazing woman that I'm talking to? (laughs) Well, I'm so, I'm so flattered. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, my name is Hannah and I am a homeschool mom of four. Now I just had my fourth baby, um, in August. So we live in New Mexico. We are entrepreneurs. My husband and I actually run three businesses from home. We like to call ourselves the full-time family because we're typically together most days, which it's funny because now I think our life is so normal. And yet I realize that it's kind of the opposite of normal. (laughs) Like we don't leave to go to regular jobs. Our kids don't go to public school. Um, We're kind of just together all the time. And and in, in doing so, we've really kind of created this life that we love while we're trying to build more things and more dreams for ourselves. Um, But a lot of that is just being together. We just love being with our kids and going on adventures. We hunt, we fish, we grow gardens. We have 30 chickens in the backyard. It's just, (laughs) like I said, we we like to call it the beautiful chaos. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit about me. Um, So yeah, I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Of course. And there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm going to whittle it down (laughs) to like one. Um, But what are the... Uh, yeah, like we're definitely going to have more sessions more if, series. If, if you, uh, if, if you aren't tired of me by the end of this. So Never. what are the ages of your kids? So my oldest son is eight. My second daughter is six. Uh, third daughter is three. And then our littlest is six months. Okay. And I love like when you said, you know, it's, it's not normal. What I have learned and probably... I don't know. I'd say going on nearly three years now is like what really like what is normal. What is normal? Yeah. <laughs> what and, is normal anymore? Yeah. And 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 then like also I realized that too when I had my son is just like okay well this was this was my childhood this is normal but then the only reason I realized oh maybe that wasn't normal is looking at everybody else's like experiences you know yeah, yeah. but I feel like many of us have likely questioned that in the last three years. It's like, what is normal? And even if something is normal for one person or even a group of people, like it doesn't mean that it has to be our normal. Like, I feel like normal is a choice. Yeah. And I love, like, I love the choices that you have made, especially when, I mean, you guys are just, you seem so (laughs) self-sufficient. Like it, it just, it's something I definitely aspire to. But one of the things that really intrigued me when I initially met you was that you are a homeschooling family and with your oldest, like when did, I guess, like, when did you start homeschooling? Yeah. So this is actually a really funny story because I, my mom was a public school teacher (laughs) and that's that's probably going to make everyone laugh because I'm a homeschool mom now. And it's not, she was a wonderful teacher. In fact, I say that um, probably the reason why I'm 
what I would consider a good homeschool mom is because she was like the original homeschool mom, right? Mm -hmm. She was a public teacher, but she was my first and forever teacher. So she was very involved in our schooling. I grew up in a very small town. So public education in a small town is completely different than public education in big cities. Um, I graduated from high school with a class with a class size of 33. So oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I was a very small rural, you know, agricultural type uh-huh. community. And I think that definitely played a role in when I got to the point of being mother and then sending my son off to school in a bigger community, that there was just something that wasn't quite right there. <clears throat> the other Freddie part of the story is when my son was probably like three or four. Um, my husband was the one that said we should homeschool. And I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> We're not homeschooling never. And then I I said, you know, oh yeah, we homeschool. You mean me. I'm not homeschooling right. kids. And, you know, I immediately flooded into like, they're going to be weird and they're not going to be socialized and they're going to miss prom. Right. Like who cares now? But anyway, um, I was just thinking about that last <laughs> night. I almost didn't go to my prom and I went and I'm like, so, <laughs> you know, right. Um, so yeah, there was, so when we did take my son to a, it was like a two day a week preschool. It was a little Christian preschool. Um, and I thought at the time I thought, okay, this is kind of like the transition before he goes to kindergarten, right. we'll do two days a week and then he'll go to kindergarten next year. Well, preschool came and went and it was a great little preschool program. We loved it. But I remember specifically the day that we were supposed to go to kindergarten orientation. And that morning I sat at the breakfast table and I started to cry. And I I mean, obviously I know lots of moms go through that moment of like your baby's growing up and he has to go to school and he's going to be away from you and all those things. But it was something so much more, it was deeper than that, right? It, It definitely felt that there was this pull on my heartstring that that wasn't quite the course that, that we were meant to take. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll never know if that was, if that was foreshadowing, like if, you know, something would have been different for him at public school, I don't know. Um, but that morning my husband and I sat there at the breakfast table, we were both very emotional, both very upset about it. And he said, you know, I think we should just pray about it. I think we should pray about it and let's not make any rash decisions. It was, you know, the end of the school year. So we had all summer to kind of make the decision, right? And so we didn't go, right? We just bailed. We didn't go. Um, I told him that we were canceling and I spent all summer researching homeschool Mm -hmm. and I was terrified. I was terrified to homeschool. I had no idea where to start. Um, I had a few friends that were homeschooling, but they were just kind of getting started too. So they didn't have a ton of tips for me either. You know, the more I kind of looked into it and the more I was like, you know what, I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to try homeschooling because this is where I feel like I'm being called to go. And the worst case scenario is it doesn't work out and I right. take it to school, right? right? Like, fine, no big deal. But, um, and I'll I'll tell you, I had two kids at the time and I was pregnant with our third. And so- we had a great little co-op that I signed up for. And that was such a great thing for me as a first time homeschool mom, Uh because it gave me a community that was supportive. And there was lots of veteran moms in there that were very much like, you can do this and we're going to help you. You know, it was, it was definitely community. Nobody was making, you know, tons of money off of me. They were just really there to support me. So it was incredible. I had, I had my third baby halfway through our kindergarten year. Um, I had no idea there was curriculums you could buy. I thought you had to do all this on your own. You know what I mean? Like I was completely <laughs> clueless. Um, and I'll, but you don't, I'll... you don't know what you don't know. You don't. Oh, you don't until know. you and... start going into those that territory, and then you're like, yeah. Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, and even to this day, I have people that talk to me on social media, and they say like. I'm just really terrified to write all these lessons plans. And I'm like, oh girl, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I, I have a curriculum now. It's kind of an open and go. We obviously can add to it or take away from it based on what we feel is great, but there's so many different ways to homeschool. Gosh, there's like, there's unschooling, there's Charlotte Mason and classical. And now I know all of these things that I had no clue about. Yeah, see, I-, I didn't know like any of that. So <laughs> yeah. And so now, so now really what I, I like to do the most on my social media page is really go back and think of Hannah, you know, five years ago that was sitting at that breakfast table and didn't know where to start. 
didn't have any clue. Like those are the moms that I want to talk to mm-hmm. because I want them to know that it's, it's really not that hard. I mean, is it a lot? Yes. It's totally a lot to be a homeschool mom. You kind of sacrifice your free time and you have your kids all the time. And for me, I love it. I love my kids being around. I can't imagine not being with them yeah. every day, but you know, on the flip side of that, that doesn't mean that I'm like immune to, oh my gosh, I'm just overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I yeah. 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 But, um, but there are ways to do it that you don't have to feel that way. Right. And then, you know, fast forward now, three, four years later, we do school and it's like two hours a day, even with two different age groups. Cause my two youngest are not do- really doing school yet. The little, the th- three-year-old, she kind of colors, but that's about it. Um, but the two older two, you know, they, they actually have two different curriculums that we do, but even doing that, I don't spend more than two hours a day. Mm -hmm. So, and they have so much time and they're so creative and they get to play and they get to be kids. They get to be kids. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big, it was a big thing for me. It was a big shift, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit of how I got started as a homeschool mom. I feel like I'm going to be like bugging you like all the time now. (laughs) Please do. Please do. I'm here to help. (laughs) I I appreciate that because my son will, is supposed to be starting kindergarten in the fall. And I don't know, it was probably like a year, a year and a half or so ago. And I said, you know, I think as we said earlier, you know, March, 2020 just changed so much for so many people. And there are so many people that I know, like I had, I had one of them on the podcast last year where she was, I think like a preschool or a kindergarten teacher. And then, you know, everything was shut down. She started teaching her, her kids at home and now her kids are homeschooled. Granted, she had, I think a little bit of an advantage because she was already a teacher. So she probably knew like, okay, this is where I can find some information, my resources, but I feel like it encouraged people to really want, I think, to be present, to spend more time with their kids. It may, I'm going to start crying again. Um, (laughs) It made them realize like how much they're missing out on, like our kids go to school and I come from California and a lot of what is being taught in school is not, they're not things that align with like my personal belief, my personal value system. I don't want my child to be told what to think. Like I want him to be taught how to think. I want him to be encouraged to ask questions and be curious. I don't want people's personal, personal beliefs being pressed upon him. I just, yeah. I know that's what he has me for. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But, and everybody there, it's funny because I've had people, you know, what I would call like social media trolls on my TikToks and Instagram. And they're like, oh, you're just trying to indoctrinate your own kids. And I'm like, sorry, can I cuss here? I was going to say, damn right. Damn right. They're mine. They're mm-hmm. mine. And that's, that's my job to teach them those things. It's not a stranger's job. Right. And unfortunately, I mean, I will always say there's, there's always going to have to be a place for public school. And that's a whole nother conversation that, you know, the whole public school system needs to be reformed and homeschool families and public school families and private school families all need to band together for that, because there will always have to be public school. There will be children Mm -hmm. that should not be homeschooled or families that just cannot make it work. And I'm, I've always said that not everyone can homeschool right? Most people can, if you have a will, you have a way, but there will always have to be that. But unfortunately, anytime you put somebody in some sort of authoritative position, their personal beliefs will come out regardless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can be the best teacher on the planet and that's going to happen, you know? And again, not to say there's amazing public school teachers, obviously, like I grew up with public school teachers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing teachers. I have friends that are teachers and they're amazing, but they're also being put in corners of like what they can and can't teach and how creative they can be. And everybody just kind of fits into one little box type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's something else that I love the most about homeschooling is that it's really opening these doors for my children to learn who they really are. What are their passions? What do they love to do? Right. Um, It gives them the time to be bored. Lots of kids are not bored these days. Yes. They need to be bored. That's where their imagination comes in. That's where right. they yep. go outside and they build forts and they climb trees and all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, I just think it's funny. Cause I, I think I said that, like, we're not a normal family, but to me, it seems so odd that everybody would wake up, 
and go their separate ways. I've posted about this before too. It's like, we wake up, we go to places that none of us truly really enjoy being right. at Yes, to come back together for an hour at the end of the day when we're all exhausted, tired, yep. and grumpy. Yep. And then we all go to sleep and we wake up and do it again. Well, that's it again. Not, yeah, that's not the life that I wanted with my kids. Like I wanted children because I actually want to be with them. Right. So yeah. um, to me, the, the slower mornings, we don't have to rush off to bus stops and we don't have to do pickup lines and all the things. And I get to wake up. And if, if my kids want pancakes on a Tuesday, we're still in the kitchen I cooking know, pancakes know. until nine, you know, and it's just such a freeing feeling. And I, you know, I also want to go back to say like, we still work, right? right? Like people, people think, oh, you're so privileged to stay home. Well, you know, we're, we're all privileged, right? We're all privileged to live in this country and be able to do things like this. But that doesn't mean those of us that are making a different choice aren't working really hard to make that right. lifestyle a reality, you know? It's just so, your your hard work looks different, looks different than what someone else's hard exactly. work is. Exactly. And like, I can tell you, I see you like busting your ass. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I know like you and your husband have a business. You are with the wellness company, Melaleuca, right? Yes. You know, and then you're, you're educating your kids. You're, excuse me. You're also educating like all of these people on what's going on in our world. Like yep. what, how to start homeschooling wellness, like what to be aware of. I mean, you, you are hustling, but you yeah. do it in a different way. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's 2023, right? We we've kind of, we're also of the generation that people are realizing you don't have to go and work for the same company until you retire mm -hmm. to, you know, take retirement that you can't even live off of these days in this economy. Like it's just silly. And, and if you're not thinking actively outside the box and I find that what makes me sad is I feel like a lot of people think that they have to put time in before they can enjoy their life. Right. right. And to me, I can still work really hard now, but also live a life that I enjoy mm -hmm. at the same time and then continually build it to, you know, bigger dreams and all of that. Of course, I have bigger dreams of where I would love for us to be and have be able to do for our children. Um, but in the meantime, I'm not going to sacrifice that. I'm not going to sacrifice the, the short, beautiful, precious time that I have with them right. now. Right. right. Um, so it's just crazy to me to think, that, you know, and I went to college, I have a college degree and, and to, to think, oh, if I would have taken a completely different route, right. Like as a working mom and gone out into the workforce, like I wouldn't see my kids every day. And I, mm -hmm. I, I would be work. I, I did retail management. So the, the hours are crazy and I wouldn't be here probably sometimes to tuck them in and thinking about that just is like it a nice heart. heart these mm -hmm. days. Like I can't yeah. even imagine. And to me, it, so it, to me, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, it was worth me sacrificing like you know, in a way, I guess, throwing away your college degree and just saying like, let's start over. <laughs> let's do, but let's you do know, something I else. Think, I totally think that's okay. And I might be biased because I do not have one. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm not going to go into debt yeah. to get it, like to no, get a true. degree in something, yeah. but like, I don't even know what I want to do. And because my day job right now is human resources, I've always received so much pressure to go back to school. And I'm like, pretty damn well for having no yeah. like education, right? Like, I agree. I agree. I, I'm like, I am happy. And instead, and for the longest time I saw myself as less than because I didn't have a degree like everybody else did. Yep. And I thought about it a couple of years ago. I'm like, why didn't I have the mindset? Like, look at me, like I'm at the level of all of you and I don't have a degree. Right. You know? And I didn't have to waste all that time in my career. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I, although I do look back and I'm like, I don't know what I did, but yeah. I can relate to so much of what you're saying, because even though, you know, I were no longer like in the office, it's like, I'm still doing the thing. Like I'm still doing like the nine to five or technically like seven sure. to five. And, you know, we dropped my, my son off at preschool and I have like the, the conventional traditional job, but I'm working to get to a point where that's not my reality right. so right. that he can see, oh, I exactly. Like you said, I don't have, it's not normal for me to go to a job that I don't like. Like right. it's not normal for me to work my fingers to the bone and be accessible like at so many hours a day so that I can make money for like 
someone else and I can be sacrificing my enjoyment and, and just what makes me happy for like probably a pretty crappy paycheck. Right. Right. And so I'm, I mean, that was part of why we moved here. It was like, if, if you don't like something about your situation, you should feel empowered to change it. And you should feel confident that you have that ability. So, you know, you said like initially, like your husband was more pro that than you, right? Like you were concerned Mm -hmm. about like your kids being weird and like unsocialized. (laughs) And I'm trying to think, did I, did I know any homeschool kids? And I don't think I did, but that was just, that was what you heard. Like, yeah, everybody's weird. Homeschool Mm -hmm. kids are weird. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's now I realize that it's not, it's not um, odd that my husband was probably the first one, because like I said, I grew up in a very small town, um, very small, tight knit community, right? Like lots of families that know each other and go to church and they all play sports and we all did everything together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he grew up opposite. He grew up in a bigger city where graduated with like 300 people in his class. And he was very much picked on and bullied and yeah. had that whole experience as a kid. And and because we live here in this town where he went to school he felt very emotional about, I don't want my kids to ever experience what I experienced, you know? Mm -hmm. And see, I didn't, I mean, I I still feel like I experienced a little bit of it, right? Like we're women, we know the mean girls are everywhere. Um, They all had clicks and they all had the things. And I, I experienced it a little bit, but I don't definitely didn't experience at the level he did Mm -hmm. here. So, yeah, I mean, he was very much like, I think we should look into homeschooling and he's, he's amazing. He's so supportive he helps me like it, we, and because I'm, I'm truthfully like very transparent. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, right? <laughs> like no, children have their own personalities. They have their own ideas of what they want to do. Some days they don't want to do school. Some days they just don't want to do it with me and dad has to step in. And you know what I mean? Like there's, you constantly have to, it, it's a process of learning and relearning yourself as the parent oh, yeah. too, of like when to push and when to back off. And some days we kind of have to throw all the books in the air and say, like, let's just go outside and play today. Uh Right. My kids are still small. So I think that's also very important is that sometimes I need to recognize that they need a break. Yeah. Um, Because they don't quite know how to ask for that. They're still children. They don't know how to say, hey, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. Like, it's too much. Right. Like, I have to be able to, to recognize that as the parent. And so some days when there's so much pushback you have to be willing to like, let it go, (laughs) just (laughs) let it go. You can do it tomorrow. You can pick it up next week. It's fine. Right. Um, but that's kind of the beauty of homeschooling too. Right. Then I I start thinking, imagine this next generation of kids that are homeschooled and they're learning things like self-care. They're learning that taking rest is not something that is a bad thing. If you need to rest, rest. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like earned. It doesn't have to be earned. You don't have to force yourself to wake up if you're tired and rush out the door and then have a terrible day because you Mm -hmm. didn't, you know what I mean? Like we all have those days. So anyway, it's just, um, yeah, he's super supportive and he's super helpful. He's got the kids right now. So he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's awesome. Um, that he has all four. I, part of the reason I rented this space was because I couldn't do the podcast because my son won't. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I, yeah. And I work from home too. So I'm constantly like in meetings with my team and I'm like bouncing babies or nursing a baby Mm -hmm. and, you know, changing uh, a diaper or giving a snack and in the meantime working. So it's like a whole thing, but yeah, it's like, to me, it's a very cool thing to watch women empower each other too, in this space of motherhood and working mom type you know, thing that mm-hmm. again, it's 2023. Like there's a million ways you could make an income these days. Right. right. So that's kind of what I do is I help, I help a lot of women do that because I think a lot of women are wanting to be with their families more these days. And they're not agreeing with what the school systems are doing and their kids are not thriving or they're not, you know what I mean? They feel this pull to homeschool and they don't know how they're going to do it because most families have to have to working parents now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to all the homeschool families that are doing it with two parents that work outside of the home. I know those families and they're incredible. They juggle schedules yeah. and they all go to work and do homeschool on the weekends or when it works for them. And they're amazing because they, you know, to me, it's like, you're, you're choosing your kids first, yeah. you're choosing their well-being. you're putting their education and their well-being first. Um, 
even if that means a lot of sacrifice on your end. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's just, it's just a really cool movement, I think. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but before the pandemic, I think I think the statistic was about 2.3 million families were homeschooling before mm-hmm. the pandemic. After 2021 and now into 2023, 20, it's like 3.1. Like mm-hmm. it is a growing movement. Yeah. That's a huge increase in three years, you know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely see a lot more people really. And because like you said, there's so many resources out there these days. Like I didn't yeah. know there was curriculums you could just buy and work right. out of. They've right. already done the work for you. <laughs> You're like trying to, to me, figure out like how to do it from scratch. Yeah. And- to me, worth the money. Just yeah. know, take my money. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do well, that. Because- I mean, for me too, I, I'm, I mean, even in like high school, I, I remember sitting in geometry and I, I am not a math person. I, I loved writing. I loved being creative Yes. And I just remember, I just didn't get it. And I asked my teacher, Mr. Feingold, I was like, when am I ever going to use this? And he's like, well, you don't know if you become an architect. I'm like, but if being an architect requires this and this, I'm, sucks, not, like, I'm not good architect. at it. Like, why would I be an architect? So my what favorite. was funny is probably 10 ish years later. No, it was more than that. Probably nearly 20. My niece went to the same high school and she had him for like know if it was Russian or something. And I just remember, like I told him, I said, I remember asking you this question and this was your response. And yeah, I'm not an architect. Like I'm yeah, like, not an architect. from that. <laughs> but, you know, I just remember like, and, and honestly, it's even now, like with the day job or just anything in life in general, I'm like, if I'm not interested, it is very hard for me to pay attention. Like totally. if it's something I'm interested in, like, like I have tunnel vision, but if it's something that I just have zero interest in, like, you know, that's why I post stories on Instagram during the day. Like I could do my job, but you know, I'm like, it's nothing that like is really interesting to me. Watching your children too. It's very interesting to see because Mm -hmm. they're all their own personalities and their own people. And um, you know, mine are still very little, but I can already tell the differences of their minds, right? Like my son very much loves the science and the math and he's really good at it. Doesn't love to write, mm-hmm. doesn't love to do that kind of stuff. But my daughter loves to draw mm-hmm. and she is six. So she's just kind of barely starting to learn to read. She knows how to write letters. She will fill journals like this just oh. with letters. She says That's that she's awesome. just writing. And I think maybe someday she's going to be a writer, but you know, that's kind of also along the lines of homeschooling. It's such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. because, Like you said, you were kind of put in a position of doing something that didn't bring you joy. You didn't find the value in it. So you weren't actively pursuing to get better at it. Mm-hmm. But with homeschooling, I can see what they're actively loving exactly. and I can let them pursue that. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of back off a little bit on the stuff that they don't particularly love. Like I'm, I'm, I still make my son do spelling and he right. has to write and stuff. I want him to practice and all those things, but I can give them that space to really pursue things that they love. Yes. And gosh, like what a beautiful thing that is too, right? Like to, to just let them, let their creativity go Mm -hmm. and really see how, what they can do with that. Yeah. Like, and that, that's what I love about, I mean, one of the many things that, that I love just about that approach is you're, you're really like nurturing what to me their, their gifts are and what their talents are. You're not forcing them to fit into a box of like, right. this is, this is what you should be. Or yes, there, there are things that you have to do like your son with like the spelling and stuff. I mean, you need to be able to communicate with yeah, you, right? exactly. <laughs> but you know, I mean, how much of our, our energy should be spent on things that just don't align with like who we are, what our right. interests are that we're just not good at, because that's probably something that we're not supposed to be good at. We're supposed to be good right. at this, not that. Or- the other thing too, there is, you know, maybe two, three years from now, he might like to write later. Mm-hmm. If I don't push so hard now, yeah. maybe will it come back point. full circle in a different mm-hmm. time? It's just yeah. not his time to be exactly. in that category, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're just continually hammering, like you have to do it, you have to do it, you have to do it. 
Well, I mean, for me, I, I feel like I can speak for a lot of people, but if you make me do it and I don't like doing it, then I'm probably just going to hate it forever. Yes. You know, yes. and I feel like that when you said you weren't very good at math, I wasn't very good at math either, but I, I felt like I had to do it and I was forced to do it for school and I never really got good at it. But sometimes I think, I wonder if it, if it would have just been dropped for a bit, mm-hmm. if I could have come back around and then liked it better later, right. but instead I was always forced to do it. And mm-hmm. so now I'm an adult that still doesn't like to do it. Yeah. So I have to not say that to my kids when it comes to doing math. I'm like, yay, this is fun. You know, yeah. Yeah, we're dead. <laughs> just, you know I, I feel like with my son, I'm always like, it's okay if you like this. And it's also okay. If you don't, there are certain yeah. things that are just right. non-negotiable, but you know, yeah. it's, it's okay. If you don't like things like I don't like everything either, but sometimes there are just those times where. Yep. I mean, it falls along the same lines as they don't like to do chores either, but I'm turning, you know, I I want to make sure to do chores chores either, but we got to make, you know, respectable people that know how to take care of themselves. That's the job as the parent. Right. So, yes. So with like, I love like the reel you posted. It was last week that, that I shared where you had your, your kids like different ages working on the same, like it was like the similar drawing, right. But their approach was totally different and they helped each other. Yes. It was so cute. So yeah, my six-year-old daughter, the one that loves to draw, she loves Mm -hmm. to write. She's very creative mindset. The funny thing is that this is also something I want people to know that you can homeschool multiple ages. You can just you know, flex it to the age group that it is, right? So that particular study happened to be my son's curriculum. We're learning about Africa. He's learning about US geography, or I mean, world geography right now. So we're learning about Africa and he's super into it. So I'm going pretty hard because when I see the spark, I I go deeper, right? So he's super into Africa. He's loving it because he's always loved lions and the things, right? Um, So there was this art book, and they asked them to draw a picture of a giraffe, right? So my daughter, my six-year-old daughter loves to draw. So I definitely include her in anything of his mm-hmm. that has to do with drawing. Typically it's a picture and they can look at it and, and draw their own version of it, right? And they were teaching the difference of, you know, realistic drawing versus, you know, kind of like a cartoon drawing of a giraffe and you could pick whatever kind of you want to draw. So she drew her giraffe. Well, my daughter, the third little girl is she's three, so she can't really draw. And she gets very discouraged that she's not big, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think I had left them to draw, right? Cause sometimes I will give them an activity and let them go while I go nurse a baby or put a baby down for mm-hmm. a nap, just kind of let their creativity flow. Like I don't do a ton of, of oversight and direction. I want them to creatively do it. Right. I came back and my three-year-old came and she was like, well, I have it actually right here. My three-year-old came and she was so excited and she was like, look at my drawing. She was so happy. Right. I love um, that. This was the six-year-old's drawing That's of a draft. Cool. That's and so- this was the three-year-olds. And at first I was like, dang, how did she draw that? That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, man, she needs to like go to art school already at three. <laughs> um, but I said, oh my gosh, did you do this all by yourself? And of course she told me yes. Yes, I of did course. it all by myself. Right? <laughs> but my six-year-old was like, no, she didn't. I helped her. And I said, oh, okay, well, tell me about it. And she said, I drew the dots. Mm-hmm. So she made, she made the outline of the giraffe and she so had cool. my three-year-old do connect the dots. Right. And I thought, well, that was genius. Yeah. Like that's how it's a little, so creative. Love the little connect the dots books, mm-hmm. right. Where they draw and they connect. I they still love those. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I mean, how cool for her to step up kind of as a leader and teach yes. somebody little, you know, that that doesn't know how to draw as well as she does. She could just look at a picture of a giraffe and draw it, but the three-year-old can't. And yeah. so she wanted to include her first of all, which that was great too. She was being very nice. They're yes. not always nice to each other, but they, that was nice. And it showed her, you know, skills of being able to kind of redirect like, oh, okay. She's not as good as me. So let me help her do it in a way that she knows how. Right. And so gosh, mm-hmm. the, the amount of thought process that she had to put. That's into- exactly what I was thinking. Like yeah. just the creativity and in, in terms of, okay, well, how, how can I get her to this point? And to me, I mean, the, the capacity that she was yeah. operating at as a yeah. six-year-old, I, I 
I'm very impressed by that. Yeah, I was so impressed. I mean, it was such a such a big moment, I think, for her. And not to mention, she was super proud of herself for being a say. teacher. Yeah. You know, she was proud of herself for being a teacher. My three-year-old was proud of herself because she drew a giraffe. Like right? it wasn't just squiggles in a circle. She actually, it looked, she looks at it. She sees a giraffe. I see a giraffe, right? Um, so it was just such a cool experience. And I think you know, there's so many reasons why I chose homeschool over public school. But in reality, I mean, there's so many reasons why I think homeschooling like that can create so many advantages that a lot of public school kids don't get as far as like, you know, being able to to mingle ages. Mm -hmm. It's really, really fun to see how they help each other and they learn from each other. And, you know, I mean, we all know this as adults, right? Because, once you leave school, you walk into a room and you're right. never in a room with somebody that's just your same age. Mm -hmm. And you can learn things from people who are younger than yes. you. You can learn things from people who are older than you. It doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Right. right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's just funny that, you know, public school is really the only place that we do that. We separate all by age and we consider that the best way to learn. Right. And I, yeah. I totally get that from a teacher perspective, that's easy because they're mm -hmm. all on the same level. Right. Yeah. Um, and, or for the most part, they're on the same level. And as a homeschool mom, you kind of have to flex that, right? Like I said, my son's learning about Africa. So his is a little bit more detailed. The six-year-old is a little bit less. The three-year-old is just kind of color the picture. Mm -hmm. and this is yeah. a draft, right? Sight word type thing. So it's harder from a teacher perspective to mingle ages because you're constantly having to flex it to whatever yeah. age you have. But the, the community and the connection that they make with each other is really incredible to watch. Yeah. So it's pretty no, fun. And yeah. that must have been like, I know both of your kiddos were proud of themselves, but I'm like, I know you were proud of them as well. So, so I'm proud. just like, it was just like, it was just this beautiful. It was moment. so proud. And it was, it was definitely like the highlight reel of like everything. Everyone was playing nicely and that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely like this beautiful, like, you know, the angel singing moment. It's not always like that, but it was yeah. fun. To see oh that. no, I, yeah. I understand. And I just have one and that's how just, I feel yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because when you were talking about that, one of the things that I had suggested when we were living in San Diego was, you know, I went out to my husband and I was just like, I wish there was like a, like a co-op, like a homeschool co-op. I'm like, you know, back in the old days when they had the old school, like schoolhouses and you had yeah. the kids of different ages. And, yeah. and he's like, they, they do have those. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll do those. Okay. And so like, that would be something that like I would love to find here where he's able to have like that sense of connection with, you know, like-minded parents, you know, that, yeah. that want yeah. their kids to be that, that maybe we all don't have the ability to like be doing that like every day. But I'm like, even if like you, you swapped out, like, let's say you had a parent swap out like twice a week or something like that, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I'll also say too, um, our co-op was amazing. And I met so many homeschool families here in the community. Um, they don't do that co-op anymore. It was great for my first year. And then my second year, I was kind of like, mm, not sure that's yeah. really like our style of, of curriculum. So we kind of shifted for that. Um, but I'll say, gosh, they don't even have to be in a learning situation as far as like, like you were saying, like they, you could switch off and, and teach each other's. And there's plenty of people who do that. But I would say even even just get together with other homeschool families and uh -huh. let them play, just let yeah. them play. That's yeah. really, I mean, let them play, let them do activities together. Um, I'm a huge proponent of play. They, they learn the best through play. Oh, yeah. anyway. uh -huh. um, and you're right. Like there is an advantage of being a homeschool family in that you get to kind of um, vet the other families that your kids <laughs> are around. Right. And I think that sounds to some people, they think, oh, you're just being like super overprotective and yeah. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the world lately, it's a little well, on fire. So I mean, I yeah. am in charge of like their innocence and stuff. So I do, yes. I do make sure that the other children that they're around are children who also, you know, their parents care about the things that I care about. And that's right. important, right? Right. Um, they're totally going to get exposed to the evil of the world and all the things. But in the meantime, I'm going to do my best to, you know, protect their innocence. Yeah. Preserve like what you can. Yeah. Yeah. And right. 
I, I feel like we, we experienced just something similar when Milo was at one school here and um, just the, the kids that he was around, you know, and I'm not putting blame on the kids at all, but the kids that he was around, the behaviors that he started exhibiting, the things that would come out of his mouth. I'm like, this is not coming yeah. from us. Right. And it was like really disturbing. Um, and like the teacher, there was one teacher there in particular who was not respectful to him or the other kids. And so I was just like, I'm just done. And, you know, this behavior may be acceptable for, you know, for other parents and other kids. But I remember, you know, the teacher was like, oh, you know, he's doing this because he's hanging around this kid and he's hanging uh-huh. around that yeah. kid. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want my kid to be saying these things. I don't want my kid to be doing these things. So right. I'm going to take him to a different environment. Kids are sponges. You know, they really are. Mm-hmm. They're sponges and they're very easily influenced, which is, you know, another reason why we homeschool is because the ways of the world can influence your children very quickly from a very young age. And so they're very much sponges of who they're around and the people that yeah. they are around and and who they, you know, associate with. And, and that's the other thing too, you know, they, they don't just watch other kids. They watch, they watch the adults. They listen Mm -hmm. to adults. They are hearing and seeing everything that we do. And so, you know, if, if there's a situation where, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a productive way that I want my kids to behave, Mm -hmm. I don't want them in that situation anymore. Exactly. And we had the same thing, you know, like we've had, we've had people and friends and it's like, "Mm, no offense, but it's just not a good fit for us, Mm -hmm. you know? And, but that's okay. You're the parent, you are the gatekeeper, you know, I really I think that the the whole notion of like, oh, they'll learn it eventually is BS. Like it's BS. You know, we have to, we have to definitely reel it back in because I think our kids are growing up too fast. I think our kids I are agree. not allowed to be kids. Um, their innocence is not protected. And I might be considered really old fashioned because I say things like that, but it's okay. Like I I very much vet the things that my kids watch and read and they're exposed to and all of that. And in doing that, I hope my hopes are that they become well-rounded, adjusted adults because of it, right? right. Like, because well, I did introduce those things at the correct time, not too early, and not all the things that I feel oh, like is happening. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I, I feel like that to me, that is our job as parents. It is, you know, and yeah. so it really baffles me when I see like videos of kids like twerking, like little kids yeah, like twerking or flipping people off. And I'm like, I don't think that that's funny. I'm still the mom that doesn't, that says like, we don't have the potty humor. We don't joke about like farts and all. (laughs) We don't do that. Like, let's just be, you know, like, so that's, that'll give you an idea of how I am as a mom. Like we don't, (laughs) I have, I have tried, I have tried. And I'm like, he must pick it up. Like, oh yeah. Somewhere (laughs) else. But it's I'm funny. like, if, yeah. if that's, if that's the worst, I'm like, you're doing a pretty good job. If that's the worst thing, trust I'm me, I'm, I'm dealing with it too. And I'm always like, Hey, let's, hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, you know, like a teenager. I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So I was going to ask you, what is the thing that you love most about if you can pick like one, like, what is the thing that you love most about choosing to homeschool your kids? And what has, I guess, surprised you the most? Has there been something where you're like, oh, like I didn't realize that I would have this experience or I would learn this? Yeah. You know, the thing that I love the most about homeschooling is time. It's time mm-hmm. with them because you don't get that back. It's this, you know, I mean, being able to just be there and be yeah. with them. I would think the the one thing that surprised me the most was just how cool it is to to experience those aha moments with them. Mm-hmm. Right? So for instance, like when my son first learned to read and it was like the first book that he read cover cover by himself. Oh, wow. Just to see his face, like I did it. And I got to experience that, you know, like as his mom, I got to be the one to see that. Right. Um, And that's very true. I understand. So what advice would you have for someone, I guess, like, like me, that's really seriously considering this? Like, do you have any pointers in terms of like where to start, like really researching? 
Well, I'll always tell people the first thing to do is pray about it. <laughs> pray mm-hmm. about it so, so much um, because it's a decision for you. It's a decision for your kids, your whole family um, and get everybody involved, right? All the kids need to be involved and the parents need to be involved because it is a big undertaking. Right. But from there, join or go on to hslda.org. Okay. Um, and what that is, is that's basically a the homeschooling website. There's mm-hmm. a nationwide homeschooling website. It's very easy to use. You can click your state and you can find your state requirements of what okay. are required for homeschool families. Some states are more strict than others. Sometimes you have to report and do testing or show like portfolios at the end of the year, things that's, like that. That's what I was going to ask is like, yes. how do they like progress to like the next grade? You know, like yeah. how is that measured? It, it really depends on your state. Some states are more lenient than others. I'm in New Mexico and it's an extremely lenient state, most likely because the public schools here are not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're ranked 50th in public education. So they're struggling a lot. Um, So I don't think that they even have time to really worry about the homeschoolers because they've kind of, you know, got a whole thing going on that they have to work on their public schools. But there are some states that require more information than others. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, here in New Mexico, I just have to make sure that they're registered every year as homeschooled. And that's it. I don't have to turn paperwork in. I don't have to do anything else, testing, nothing like that. But some states do require that. So just... For anybody that's starting, I recommend starting there just so that you have an idea of what is expected mm-hmm. um, from your state. Because if you need to keep forms or or keep track of what your kids are doing, you may, you want to do that from the beginning, right? Instead of having to right. go back. And back. Yeah. Um, after that, I would go online and take, there's some really fun quizzes, like what type of homeschooling you would like to do. Mm-hmm. And it'll give you kind of an idea of more of the style of homeschooling. Okay. That you'll do. So like I was talking about the um, unschooling and Charlotte Mason and classical conversations and those types of things. Okay. Um, there's lots of different styles of homeschooling and one might stand out to you more. You can answer the fun little questions and it'll give you an idea of kind of your teaching style, maybe your kid's learning style as well. You can really cater it to what child you're going to be teaching. Mm-hmm. And from there, gosh, you know, you can, you can research curriculums. If you want to do a curriculum, unschooling families are, um, it's really cool. It's very intriguing to me. I'm definitely more of a plan type person, but unschoolers basically let the child lead. So they might wake up today and say, um, I want to play with all my dinosaurs and they get all of them out and they want to know their names. Well, there you go. Now you're into a dinosaur thing to teach them about dinosaurs and you're going to make a whole you know, you might go weeks until they decide they want to look at something else. And then you learn yeah. about that. So that um, sounds, well, that sounds like our life at home right now yeah. with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, my, my best tip is if you're a first time homeschool mom, your first year, just give yourself so much grace, so yeah. much grace. Like you're, you're kind of unlearning what schooling looks like and feels mm-hmm. like just have fun, just be there and soak up all those moments with them, you know? Yeah. So that's my biggest tip. Well, I, I appreciate that so much. And then in terms of like, do you have any tips in terms of finding like-minded individuals? Like, did you go, like, did you find a group on Facebook or what did you do? I, I did mostly Instagram. And when I started okay. posting about homeschooling, I really found a big tribe of homeschoolers. Of course, it was, it was right there during the pandemic when mm-hmm. I started my page and there was lots of people homeschooling for the first time. Oh um, yeah. People who didn't want to be homeschooling were homeschooling. So um, social media is a great place to connect with people. You can search hashtags like homeschool mom and find people really. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for all of this and just, Thank you for being you and thank you for being an advocate like for your family and just for so many other things. Like I, as I said, I feel so blessed to have connected with you and oh, I appreciate that. you are just, you were just setting like such a strong example for like so many women, so many moms, like for your kids. And I just, I think you were all so lucky to have each other. So oh, just- well, I appreciate you so much. This was so fun. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So I do have to say that, you know, towards the latter part of the episode, she's attending to her child. She's talking to me, like still able to actually have an intelligent conversation. I don't know that I would be that successful at that. 
And I'm just like, I said it before and I'll say it again, badass. But in all seriousness, I really loved this conversation with Hannah. And there are so many other things I want to talk to her about. But selfishly, homeschool was the first thing that I wanted to talk about because of my son. And I feel like if I have all of these questions about just what has your experience been? What is your kids' experiences? Why homeschool? How does someone get started? I didn't even know there were these different types, unschooling and Charlotte Mason and everything else that she mentioned. I had no idea that there were different types of homeschool. So that is something that I am absolutely going to look into. And I will have links in the episode notes for whatever I'm able to dig up to make it a little bit easier for you. If you are interested in learning more about homeschooling, state requirements, you can visit the website Hannah mentioned at the end of our conversation. That is hslda.org. Again, hslda.org. And that will help you get all of the 411. I've been using that a lot lately. I don't know if people still do. I do, clearly. But that'll help, help you understand all of the requirements for your state And if this is something that is tugging at your heartstrings, like Hannah said, just pray on it, see what happens. And this is definitely the direction that I am leaning in for my son for a number of reasons. And if this feels right to you, then I encourage you to do that. If you try it and it doesn't work, there are always other options. It's not just a, well, this is it. And this is what we have to do forever and ever. The same with public school. You send your kid to public school. It doesn't mean that you can't change your mind and start homeschooling. If you were looking for communities in your area or just supportive communities to help get the ball rolling, you don't know where to start. You've done a little bit of research, but you could use additional help. Make sure to maximize social media. It is more than bad news and silly memes and gifs or gifs. Look for hashtags, like Hannah said, like homeschool, homeschooling moms. Look for homeschool in your communities. And I would just start having these conversations with people because I feel like when you are just having a conversation with someone and you were mentioning an interest, like let's say a movie. And someone's like, oh my gosh, I love that movie. And you think it's super obscure. The only way that you're going to know if someone else likes it is by talking about it. So with homeschooling, if that is something that you are thinking about, I encourage you to talk to people you know, even if they're not into homeschooling, because they may know someone who does homeschool their kids and they could connect the two of you. So I would start posting about homeschool, do research, talk to your friends about it, see if they know of anyone. You never know. Just put it out there and see what happens. So I didn't get a chance to give Hannah a couple of minutes to kind of share a spiel about herself. So I wanted to let you know that Hannah is all about wellness and using products in the home that are safe and non-toxic. So she does work for a company called Melaleuca and they do have natural home products, cleaning supplies, things of that nature. So if that is something that you are interested in, really just kind of greenifying your home and you know that the stuff that's being labeled as green or safe in the stores not necessarily true, then I would reach out to Hannah and she can provide you with that information. If you, of course, are interested in homeschool, please reach out to her. If you are interested in just being self-sustaining and want to raise chickens or learn how to hunt your own food, reach out to Hannah. Where can you reach out to Hannah? On Instagram. You can follow her at Hannah Burlbaugh. So that's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-U-R-L-B-A-W. Again, that's at Hannah Burlbaugh. I will link her in the episode notes as well. Also, when I post this on Instagram, 
So you will be able to find her, but she is just such an amazing person. I feel so fortunate to know her. I can't wait to have her back. I have so many more conversations that I want to have with her, but I'm so appreciative of her and really her family, her big family taking the time so that she can connect with me and hopefully help you. Thanks as always for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I encourage you as always to stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I will talk with you soon.